Dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter, Ecknerwall23. That is E-C-N-E-R-W-A-L-2-3. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill. And the show is at Locked On Socks on Instagram and on Twitter. And thank you for making Locked On Socks your first listen. Every morning, Locked On Socks is free and available for all platforms, including Locked On Socks on YouTube. 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave a voice message or Locked On Socks at gmail.com without any further ado it's your man it's my man chris Tannehill. how you doing oh i'm doing well thank you for uh, filling in for me today at the score uh my daughter was sick from school so i spent the day taking care of her hanging out took a nap in the middle of the day pretty clutch so we should do that everyone should have to do that i think the world would be a lot a more livable place and we'd all get oh, along in Spain like a siesta <laughs> yeah yeah like the the traditional European workday is much different than ours so uh yeah maybe we can implement that I think everyone would be happier and we wouldn't have the problems we'd have today if everyone would just be like hey man let's let's calm down let's just go take a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon that'd be, that'd be fine two to four woke up with lots of energy got some housework done oh, it was good times but uh, how's then, she doing now oh, she's fine you know a couple day cold it's weird we're back to just getting regular sick now in the world so i think that's a good thing it's good right people are allowed yeah. to get sick again you know and i think a lot of people were sick last year or like they were so stressed out they felt like they couldn't get sick so they just didn't um so and if they did <laughs> you're suppressing i remember suppressing a lot of coughs yeah just not so i can you know alarm everybody um yeah. on the bus i was on or the train so yeah. yeah i and i don't know if i was sick but i definitely was like a immune system <laughs> not the time <laughs> yeah exactly so i think that we're in a good spot where people can just go back to just being regular sick again you know so it's what it is but yeah she's doing well she'll be back in school tomorrow so uh yeah i, I could tell you know she was fine by the end of the day when she's just like you know giving me the old you know slap to the back of the head as kids want or want to do on occasion you know just to let them know that uh, they're still your kids and uh, you know they'll mess with you at you know all costs so it's all good all right we got some news to get into here, and uh, of course, we'll get to uh, the Leary Garcia situation, which I teased on yesterday's show at the top, and we'll, we'll cover that in depth here, but there is a bit of a news item here. Kendall Graveman had his press conference yesterday, and he spoke to the media. Seems like a, like a good guy, quiet guy, good, good teammate. You could see why his teammates in Seattle loved him and really got upset when he, when he was traded, uh, not just because they were in a position to compete for a postseason spot, but obviously they liked him as a dude also. But, you know, he, he sat at the conference call and he answered all the questions and talked about his role a little bit. And he was asked about what his role is going to be and if he was told what the White Sox, how their bullpen is going to lay out, especially with uh, Liam Hendricks. And here's what he said. The conversation was for Liam to throw the knife. I mean, he's oh. proven that he's uh, – the best reliever in, in baseball and he's numbers and years of experience to back it up. And 
I told them whatever they see fit for me before that ninth inning is when I'll be available to pitch. So conversation was help bridge the gap to get to him. And I don't know what that looks like. I know different organizations run it differently. Oh yeah. Some do a, a standard wait. eight, nine, seven, eight, nine. Some do more of a pocket um, closer. So maybe it's one of those situations. I'm not uh, totally certain, but I know it'll be the back end of the game. Did they uh, their ideas about Craig Kimbrell? Uh, they did not. They did not share the ideas about Craig Kimbrell. And uh, you just wait, Kendall. We do do things a lot differently here. Uh, Kendall was uh, said he just he's basically an outgetter, just like Liam. He said he'd like to pitch in the six if that's what he's meant to do to get out of an inning. He's down to pitch anywhere. He's closed a lot of games. But again, we talked about this in the Kendall Graveman signing show. But uh, Craig Kimbrell's gone, dude. <laughs> he is oh, yeah. out of five. And uh, they were not able to get a deal done before the uh, CBA expires here, at least not while we're recording the show here, but I believe at midnight it expires here. And uh, Rick Hahn spoke today, and here's what he said about Kimbrell. Just a quick note here. Made no secret about the fact that the how we used Craig last year didn't quite work uh, to anyone's benefit. And Certainly there's a spot for him on this club going forward, but it's going to require us uh, modifying uh, potentially how that bullpen is deployed. Uh, alternatively, I know his name's been out there a fair amount in trade rumors. So if there's a, a possible fit out there, you know, obviously it's our responsibility to pursue it. And we do feel we have a fairly strong pen uh, as it is built around the other guys right now. So we'll just have to wait and see how that unfolds. Over the coming months, gone. See you later. And I don't know how I feel about it, especially after the Leary signing here. But uh, this is, you know, no surprise. They're not hiding it anymore. Craig Kimbrell is not going to be a part of this ball club. And if if he is not, or you know, if he is on the Sox again in 2022, it'll probably come down to money. Like a team was not willing to eat the money. I'm guessing that's what it'll come down to. I mean, if Craig Kimbrell is gonna be on the 2022 White Sox. That would be the biggest failure of this regime. Like you got to take whatever you have. I mean, you've already spilled the beans for some reason before you even picked up the option. You told everybody, you telegraphed it to everybody saying this is what you're going to do. And they they got they got the leverage now. <laughs> they 100% have the leverage. So what if you are left holding the bag of Craig Kimbrell, a good bag if he's you know the guy that he is, but it's still like another problem. Like you got Kendall Graven to take over the Craig Kimbrell slash uh, Tapera role. Hopefully not. Hopefully Tep comes back after we get rid of this nonsense. But sign Tep tonight. Like hey Tep, you want to stay in Chicago? You want to yeah. spend your holidays wherever you're at and not have to worry? Come come on down to the south side. Come to death row. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. and so. Like where where would you have Craig Kimball right there in that rotation? I mean, in that back of the, the bullpen, you already got guys who are ready for that responsibility. So I don't want to be held with the bag, and I'll you're gonna get less than a dollar. You're gonna be settling for twenty five cent on the dollar for him because you already lost the leverage. The guy is not as good as he was at the first half of the season, so you're gonna get less than you think, especially when people come back and it's going to be this rush of okay where i got where am i living who am i signing with i got to do this all in a rush in a hurry 
I had no contact with this team before because, you know, dumbass lockout. So now I got to rush for the next two weeks to see where I'm signing and then rush to wherever Florida or Arizona to see where I'm going to be playing. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I'd feel real good if I'm in a, a, a GM and you got Craig Kimbrell coming into your organization with a very short ramp-up time. It's basically no spring training, a new situation. We've seen that play out before, haven't we? Where Craig Kimbrell comes in a new spot and he doesn't do so well, you know, for whatever reason. You know, the, the guy, you know, he's got the track record, obviously, but uh, things have to be basically uh, – ideal for him to succeed and so that team's gonna have to inherit a little bit of that baggage uh, not saying he's a bad guy but he just he's, he seems to be very particular with the mechanics and the environment that he likes to pitch in and you know he's earned that with his hall of fame reputation so but yeah that's another thing to consider you know if you're an, a, a gm looking to make a deal with rick Hahn, it's like oh okay you know th- th- is this something i'm gonna have to worry about here so and why are you guys so quick to trade him so that you know, I, I believe he is gone. There's no doubt about that, and it, I agree with you, man. That this is going to be a big time failure. Hopefully, we'll get some clarity after he's dealt about what the hell happened because we still have not gotten it yet about the conversations immediately after the trade and how he's going to be deployed. You know, Rickon said we there, but uh, I don't think he means him uh, the way you know we deployed him. So that'll be an interesting thing to follow here. But let's get let's get real, folks. I know you're not here to listen uh, to my reason takes on on Leary Garcia. You're here for Herb and Herb mm-hmm. only, and we'll get to Herb's thoughts on Leary Garcia sounding after a quick timeout here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online's got you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Well, at least for pretty much the entire league, except for our team here locally. Uh, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Speaking of our beloved Bears, taking a look at that early line here, Sunday nooner against the Cardinals. Right now, the Bears sitting at plus eight. So they're getting eight points with the over-under set at 45. Getting eight at home, that's a lot. Uh, so if you're looking to make a play on this game here, head to Bet Online and make this game a little bit more interesting. You head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Leary Garcia also met the media today, Herb, and he spoke right after Rick Hahn today. And, uh, you know, Leary, who's, you know, He's back. We, we mentioned on yesterday's show, he is back for three seasons, $16.5 million, and he spoke, Leary Garcia did, and here's what he said. I'm coming home, I'm coming home, tell the world I'm coming home. Oh, man, that's, uh, I'm getting teary-eyed here just thinking about it here. That That's for our, one of our guys here. That was from Tim from the OC requested that. <laughs> so, uh, but look, you know, folks are mad here tonight. Three years, $16.5 million. A couple emails we got here before we get to you. Uh, the, Tim from the OC said, first time, long time, now that Rick Hahn and his Teflon suit have locked up Leary for his 25th season with the White Sox, please tell me you'll play. I'm coming home on the show for him as tribute. There you go. That's for you. Uh, and uh, that would be only fitting so we can hand 
we all can hold hands and welcome back, God please know, our starting second baseman for next year. I would also fall out of my chair laughing. You guys are the best. Keep up the good work. David and Chesterton checks in. He goes, I thought I was finally finished watching Leary play baseball. Now I have to endure his mediocrity for three more years. I hope he's going to be back in his quote-unquote super utility role. The White Sox have to inquire on and hopefully trade for Ketel Marte. He's a very good player who is relatively cheap. Resign Rodon and go for either Schwarber or Conforto. I'm not saying spend $200 million. I just want Rickon to make the moves with no restrictions. If the Rangers can spend money, why the hell can't the White Sox? That's David and Chesterton. All right, Herb, the floor is yours. I will share my thoughts on Leary uh, when you are done. But I, I, a lot of people were disappointed when that news came out. We do have a little bit more clarity, possibly. Chris Taylor signed earlier this evening, four mm-hmm. years, $60 million. He goes back to L.A. So let's give the Sox maybe the benefit of the doubt here. and Maybe they inquired on Chris Taylor. They realized he was not leaving, and they were not going to inquire at that price point. I think four for 60 for Taylor is ridiculous. So I think the Leary move looks a little bit better in hindsight. If you're looking, that's, if you're looking strictly for a utility guy, a play all around the diamond guy in an emergency break class situation. But you, are, you have not been happy. I'm not happy. Uh, I'll tell you why in a second. But you have not been happy the past 24 hours or so. Tell us why. It's not that the person is a bad person. Lurie is awesome. It's not that the person is a bad baseball player in general. He's decent. He's replacement level. I think last year he played a two or uh, F four. And yeah, he was de- he was th- solid last good. year. Yeah. Yeah. Like he had a rough start, but finished off really strong, especially the playoffs. But Lurie represents something to me that a team that is competing can't have and for all you people who are going to say that I'm wrong check the stats Lurie has started more games than he sat out in the last two years he is started six of the seven games that the White Sox have played in the playoffs the last two years six of those seven games Lurie Garcia started so they say that he's going to be in the role that he's been in. That role is a starter. So you look at the roster. There's no other second baseman there. Andrew Vaughn, if you want. But that's an experiment. Well, they've got Mendick and they've got Roman Gonzalez, who I'm going to get to in a second here. But just to exactly. quibble, just to quibble with you, devil's advocate. That him playing more games than any than than you know him be basically being a starter in 2021. I don't. That's not by design. I think that's because you had all those injuries you had, and him playing in the playoffs was an off offshoot of the failure of the Cesar Hernandez trade. So that you know Tony trusted him more than Cesar Hernandez, which I can't fault him for that. So when you look at Liuri starting so many games, I think it's largely because of the injuries. They didn't go into twenty twenty one with the plan of Liuri being an everyday player. That exactly. Was, then that's the point. If they so, would so have you, got a so you stronger think You think they're person, doing that again? You think 2022, that's their plan? Yeah. Okay. I think the, those years, it wasn't their plan. He was a super utility guy. But they got inferior people in front of him. So I thought it was a good trade when they got Caesar. Or a nice trade. Yeah. So I won't fault it. But it didn't work. That's why Lurie had to play. Like, the fact that you failed on things right here, multiple things makes Lurie have to play. This is as we tape this right now, he is the second baseman right now, the starter at second base, right? 
Yep. So like, this is the thing. Like, when we get out of this lockout, who are we gonna get to start? Like, Chris Taylor's gone. We gotta do what a man who uh, just emailed in, Catel Marte or Gene Segura, with these things that we just discussed about Craig Kimbrell, like in teams probably having the advantage on the White Sox. I wouldn't run Keto Marche for Craig Kimbrell. I wouldn't do that. You have to add something to the mix. So this is costing us. So I am not too big of a fan of these moves. And I know they're early, put those in quotes, but this is a different year. I can see the worst that could happen on the other side of this, where we don't get the people we wanted. And our team is either stationary or just slightly better than it was the team that just lost the Houston Astros. I don't want that. And not the player doesn't, you know, Larry Garcia doesn't matter. And I know people like, well, they're just doing this. You know, they can't not sign Larry. If he wants a deal, sign him. But no one's checking for Larry. Larry's a White Sox, just like Abreu. He wasn't going anywhere. And he said as much in his press conference. It's like, yeah, I was, this is my plan. I was going to the White Sox. So I don't know. The player, enjoy your money, man. 16 and a half for three. That's real. That's awesome. Enjoy your money, man. But I just think that he and their love and affection for him clouds their judgment of what's real and what they have in front of them. And I don't know if they had the maybe not Rick had the uh, the go ahead from Jerry to sign on somebody big. But that's just disappointing. Like. I just I'm just frustrated. It just I can see everything that we have built up to just crumbling or just saying the same. And that ugh, it's just so frustrating. Yeah, it is so frustrating. And I, and I get it. I, I'm 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 upset, too. But I think that's that's what our baseline after years and years and years of following this team is. I don't think signing Leary Garcia to a three year deal is reason enough for for us to be upset. But you see all the moves happening around baseball and you, you just want in on the fun. You know, you wanted to be in on the, on the sweepstakes of Marcus Simeon. I don't know if you wanted to, to pay for him seven years down the road, but then he comes out and says that, you know, he's, he's open to playing second base. That's where he's going to be playing after they sign Corey Seager. So and all of a sudden, you, you know, scratching your head looking at that one, like, well, well, why couldn't the Sox have him play second base? Um, so th- that I get why people are, are upset, and I know why Sox fans are mad. They're mad because they want to see a different movie, they feel like. And, and I do too, and I'm not telling you guys – and gals to not be mad at the White Sox because we should be holding them to a world championship standard. And, you know, I, I think if you can fault these Sox for anything, uh, it's this. They know that they are in one of the weaker divisions in all of baseball, and they know they can skate by by doing the absolute bare minimum. And, you know, part of me understands that. You, you saw that play out, you know, even as how, how decimated they were with injuries, they were still able to, able to coast to that AL Central crown in 2021. But I think it showed you in the postseason that didn't do you any good. You know, you, you still you, you were not very sharp going into the postseason. You were able to line up your, your roster how you wanted it to and get as healthy as you could be, and it just didn't shake out. But it, it looked like a team that was not ready, and they were not hardened by being pushed at all, all season long. That could just be a narrative. They've been they've been trying their best to debunk that narrative all season long, but I I always believe that a, a team needs to go into the postseason 
you know, uh, with some momentum. And, and the Sox didn't really do that. They tried, but it, it did not succeed. Um, I just, I, I get it. I get why people are upset. I, I just don't know if there were any other, I, I'm just going to put it on record now. I don't think their plan for 2022 is to have Leary Garcia starting at second base or in a corner outfield spot. I just don't. I, I just think they know his best value is, is not playing every day. And I think he had an awesome season, uh, it, you know, in, in a spot where I don't think any of us expected for him to perform the way that he did. Now, he's a year older, and, you know, Chris Taylor is 31 years old. I certainly didn't want to be paying four years, $60 million for Chris Taylor, even though that was a guy who I, who I had targeted. That would have been nice. That would have been a different movie, but I think the contracts in comparison, I think Leary's deal is a little bit more favorable. I don't think he's going to be the plan for second base, and that's the problem with doing these shows and 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 staying mad here because on December 1st, they don't have to go out there and play their first game for another few months. And I know Rick Hahn said that. I know Herbie may feel like I'm, I'm a Hahn bot here, but I, I have a hard time judging them by that standard when it's only December 1st. Now, the fact that you haven't heard them tied to anyone of note, really, that's frustrating. And that makes me angry at times. Like, you just... We've seen it on both sides. Like, we've seen the Sox be aggressive and in the hunt and then not convert on a player. Manny Machado, Zach Wheeler, not even being in the, the hunt for Bryce Harper. And how nice would Bryce Harper look in a White Sox uniform right now as you're looking to fill that right field spot? So I, I get that part of it, but I, I also can't fault them for, you know, not making a move, uh, you know, by December 1st. So, you know, I'm a guy that believes that there's a lot of different ways you can better your ball club. And you'll still have time after this thing is, is rectified with the work stoppage. You'll still have time uh, by the trade deadline where you can truly get better. And yeah, your prospects are thin, no doubt. But I think their, their biggest need remains uh, a top-of-the-line starting pitcher. And I think if you're going to make a trade, I think they're going to save all their chips for that. So that, that's what I'm hoping for, at least by the trade deadline. I don't know how I feel about throwing money at Max Scherzer at this point in his career. It looks it's, looks fun. You know, I, the Mets look, look to be having fun. The Cubs mm-hmm. with Stroman, like that would have been a nice fit. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's not my money. But I'm just saying, just looking at it objectively, like Marcus Stroman making Verlander money, I'm not so sure about that. So you can fault the team for being cheap, for not being aggressive enough in their World Series window, and I do feel like they're they're guilty of that at times. But I'm not going to get angry about Leary Garcia in particular because I don't know if there are any other better options there because I, I do think establishing a roster floor is important. And I we differ. I don't think that's their plan. I get, we'll, we'll never really get anywhere in this discussion if I believe mm-hmm. their plan is to have someone else at second base. And your plan, you think their plan is to have Leary at second base. I just don't think, you know, we like we can't really have a nuanced discussion here because it's all about motives and we'll have to see where they're at on opening day. We'll gladly revisit this conversation then. <clears throat> and then I'll be, I'll be, you know, glad to admit if I'm wrong. I hope, I, <laughs> I hope I'm correct. And I think you hope I'm correct in that scenario. Oh, you know, so. <laughs> I, I want them to prove me wrong um, probably for the third time ever (laughs) yeah but it just feels like it's the same movie over and over again and the the one thing that has not changed is they have not signed a 100 million dollar player Yasmani Grandal is their biggest free agent signing in team history so Rick Hahn was asked about that today on on big money contracts and what's going on with it what what up with that Rick Hahn how come the Sox are not in the mix for that those kind of deals Rick, a lot of free agents went off the the board uh just this past week at uh 
significant numbers, obviously. In the context of uh, budget and uh, payroll, where your payroll stands next year, um, are, are were those type of players that the big the big money type guys were they even um, in the realm of uh, possibility for you guys or or no? Well, you're asking two different questions. Uh, one is whether there is 2022 payroll room for a big number. Uh, I would say entering the offseason, the answer to that question was yes. Uh, the second part was whether there was contracts as a whole that made sense for the long term of the club. Uh, that's a that's a different element. Yeah, going to the payroll, you know, we were going to wind up once again, I believe, in 2022 with a record payroll for this club. Uh, from my perspective, it will be uh, more than adequate to field a championship caliber club, and that's what our mission is down the hall. So, I don't think many Sox fans believe them, and I, I and they're not wrong for that, you know, because the White Sox until they prove us wrong until they put their money where their mouth is like you know they're forever going to be uh worthy of being doubted and i i just you know i'm i'm just holding rick Hahn to his words and i'm hoping that he's able to to come through uh, on those expectations but uh, i have concerns big time about it happening here yeah and it's like he's talking with the confidence of a man that knows like he feels it that he can do it like having this presser today i was like okay he you don't usually do that before you know the cba expires there's no this is a extraordinary times it's not really a time that we've had in the past of you know off-season lockout uh for baseball in the recent past or recent history um so this is a new ground he's treading on right now but like he's confident his words are confusing to me because the actions are different. I wish that he is right. I wish that he and his staff can get this player that they're seeking. And if it takes a hundred million dollars or more, they're allowed to. And we're getting these people because it's just so sad. You see us down there with teams like the pirates, the guardians, you know, they're not signing big time players and we're right in that same realm that four teams, I think it is that haven't signed a hundred million dollar player in their history. So we're part of that and we're supposed to be a big market team. I know we're mid market, but we act like a small market team. So it's like, what are we doing? Like what's going on here? You know, the, the things that frustrate me is always the little things. Like when you see, Jacob Stallings get traded from the Pirates, mm. and then the Pirates go on and they get Roberto Perez for five million dollars. The, yeah. Cub, the Cubs get Jan Gomes. So far, I think the Cubs have had a better off season. You talk about since the end of the regular season today. To, Jeez. Yeah, I think the Cubs have had a better off season so far. Um, but I mean, probably their best pickup was the Wade Miley thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's things like that. You know, you need a backup catcher. You know that to, to be true. We we all know that. We've all talked about it. And then you, you see these are not great players you're talking about. There's only like a handful of these guys that are that fit those needs where and these guys can't don't even bring a bat with them to the ballpark, you know. Mm-hmm. But but Roberto Perez, Jan Gomes, you know, Jacob Stallings getting traded. You know, Martin Maldonado's still out there, but I'm speculating that he's gonna go wherever Carlos Correa goes. 
because you know they're both part of that winning culture there, and they, you know they were seen together in New York as soon as the season ended. Assuming that Correa was meeting with the Yankees, I don't know that to be true, but I'm, I'm speculating here that they're going to go as a you know a package deal, sort of like in Little League when you got you had two brothers playing with each other, they would wind up on the same team. So your number one target for backup catcher is still out there in Maldonado. So I, I have to withdraw my anger for now, but it is frustrating seeing those those names come off the board because there's only so many of those guys that can help your ball club, and it's only a small financial amount that it would take to land those guys and to say that need has been fulfilled. You know, when you're going into this uh, time of uncertainty here, that that's what irritates me more than anything is it's not even just like, oh, they didn't get a number one starting pitcher. It's like, OK, they didn't get a backup catcher yet. You know, you, you can't tell me that you believe your options are internal. Um, and I mean, maybe they do. That's yeah. I maybe think- they just believe it like, hey, yeah, Zach and Zevi had a pretty bad 2021, but we believe with another year of development, Zach will be X, Y, Z. Zevi will be the same yeah i would i would disagree um but uh, so let's get back to second base real quick i i want to end on this note so mm-hmm. rickon was asked about the second base spot and what their plan is going to be and so he spoke to that and also spoke about liuri and what his role would be let's see if we get some clarity here and then i'll address the thing that i think winning organizations do and what the white Sox do not do uh, after this well internally i mean i think you see the list that we have on our roster, Bad. which would be a combination of Bad well, Leary, Romy Gonzalez, and, and Danny Mendick. Um, each of those players have some flexibility and versatility to them, which is part of their value. Um, again, the season doesn't begin on December 1st, so we don't quite have to name a starting second baseman today, and it'll continue to be an area where if we're able to get better and uh, use the flexibility of each of those three players currently on the roster in a better way, we'll, we'll – Chase it down. Having Leary around gives us all a little bit more peace of mind to be able to handle whatever situations arise next year. You know, he's proven his versatility. He's proven his uh, proficiency at a variety of different positions and then and availability. You know, he's only missed time, I think, once with that uh, hand thing, a thing with his thumb when he foolishly dove into first base. Don't don't do that at home. Um so that has, a, that has a good deal of value, and it gives us some peace of mind that we're able to cover some eventualities that inevitably arise over the course of the summer. So there you have it. I, I think there's your answer right there. They know that their internal options are not good. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I mentioned what winning organizations do. Winning organizations are able to take internal options, have them developed, and when a guy like Leary Garcia ages out, or he moves on, becomes a free agent, you're able to replace those guys with with, with younger guys who are, in theory, better, maybe more athletic, uh, certainly cheaper. You're able to replace those guys so you're not having to pay uh, Leary Garcia $16.5 million uh, in free agency for a guy who's going to be, what is he going to be, 33, 34 by the end of that contract? That's not what winning organizations do. Um, so that, that's my problem right there. Like If you have faith in your scouting, you, I, you know, you could sit here and tell me, you know what, we love Roman Gonzalez because we felt like we had to protect him 
from on that 40-man roster from the Rule 5. We had to pr- protect him at all costs because we believe he's a, a solid ball player and he can do a lot of things for us, and he's got a, a lot of uh, high upside. The problem is they haven't built up that trust with us to show that they know what they're doing in that regard. So if they roll Roman Gonzalez out there, yes, I'd be like, all right, that's what winning organizations do, but I would look at it very skeptically, you know, and, and I think they, they know that as well. They know they have to upgrade there. At, at I second. think it would drive them to action. To know that they only had Romy Gonzalez, yes, as the as an option, or Danny Mendick, because yeah, like Larry gives him a nice safety net of okay, he's a slightly above average starter. If he had to go 140, we would be fine, not great, just fine. Well, here's the the problem though. Then if if Eloy falls into another net and gets himself hurt again, then Leary's back to playing the outfield more often than not, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I mean, he's you're... the right fielder first. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> for that exactly. So then then your second base really gets exposed because then you're looking at guys who have no real track record. I mean, I guess Danny Mendick has a track record at this point, and he took a step backward in 2021. That was one of my big disappointing things about the Sox last season is the fact that Danny Mendick couldn't contribute a little bit more because that was a, a situation of what I'm talking about. Take like a young player who makes no money and he can come up and fill the void for you. Like he should have been able to give you what Nick Madrigal was supposed to give you. And he did not. I thought he would. He certainly did not. So that that's, that's uh, you know, certainly a red flag at the way this organization has not developed players. But yeah, man, I'm just trying to lay everything out there for you. We're trying to figure out what they're thinking, what the hell they're doing right now. It's not a lot. It's not looking good. And it could be a very, uh, salty Christmas uh, in holiday season with your family. Whenever someone asks you what's going on with the socks, if yeah, well, how come they're not spending any money? Like I don't know. All right, so just don't know. Stop asking me. They got Leary Garcia. He's going to be here for a fourth presidential administration, maybe even five. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's where we're. Oh, at. Yeah, 2012. Uh, no, thir- 13. 13. Yeah. So, so that was Obama. So Obama. 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 Trump. Biden, Joe Byron, he's Joe Byron. So, <laughs> Bing bong. so whatever. So that's three right there. So it'll be election cycle, uh, twenty twenty four, right? Yeah, 2024 yeah. When when the new, you know, we may get one before then. <laughs> we, we we may get another president before then. So maybe it'll be five. But um, he'll be here around, I think, for a fourth presidential administration, which is wild. Again, folks, remember Leary Garcia part of the Alex Rios trade feel old yet out there yeah I thought so so uh, that's all I got today Herb uh, on this whole Leary Garcia thing I know it's not satisfying you know but a World Series roster is is filled with with moves that are not satisfying with with those moves and those moves alone the problem is I think all Sox fans know that Sometimes this is as good as it gets, you know, and I can't fault you for that. All I can say is, you know, I, you know, I, I put my trust that they know what we know about this roster. They know they're not as good as some of the other teams in the American League now who everyone's gotten a little bit better seemingly. So I think they know that. And the question is, are they willing to do something about it? And that's the question that will have to be answered uh, this offseason. And, and we're going to have to wait a little bit here uh, to find the answer. And I think that's the most unsatisfying part. Like, how different would this be if they would have signed like Marcus Simeon, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden there's there's mm-hmm. your lockout. Like, we'd be like, yeah. okay, cool. We know they're, they, yeah. they, they've got a plan. They're aggressive. We know the one of the biggest holes was filled uh, you know, with with a big time emphasis on on, on, on improving it. So again, yeah, how Christmas put, yeah. Christmas season ticket is going to be on fire. Yeah, Hanukkah, exactly. Like so. going, I mean, we're what three four days into Hanukkah. You 
got a chance to go and get those season tickets for that or Christmas or Kwanzaa, not real holiday, whatever. Um, but yeah, it'll be all good if you would assign to Marcus Simeon. But going into this winter break or whatever they're going to call it, the lockout to Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> they're going <laughs> to that's that's popping right. a lock in here. Yeah, uh, no one can uh, see you, but yes, Tanny is over here popping locking. Actually, in the YouTube, and you, you can't you can't see me because I'm doing the John Cena thing. That's why you can't. That's see That's exactly, me. and you got a lot of camouflage on too. <laughs> yeah, I do. Just a floating hat. Um, yeah, so I just think that the White Sox uh, uh, lost on a train of thought. Now that's fine. Yeah, we, I'm out. It would be more satisfying if they would have signed better players going into this lockout, but they didn't, and so we'll just have to wait. And when waiting, I've heard is the hardest part. So that that's a frustrating thing. We get it. We'll be here for you, man. That's all I got today. Herb. We got a big show announcement coming tomorrow. That's all I got today. That is Chris Tannehill. My name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for joining us on Locked On Socks. <laughs>